Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 29 of the Showbound podcast presented by Axel Watches. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here with Ethan Cardwell. Cards, what's going on? I mean, another another week in lockdown. What have you been doing? Yeah, no, another day, another dollar. Um, kind of same thing on repeat. My weeks uh, don't change too much, and it's getting a little bit repetitive for the fans. But actually, I got um, this thing at my cottage now. Uh, so it's a surfboard. It's called a hydrofoil surfboard. And you may have seen it on my Insta ask That's just me, me eating, shit. but um, no, it, it's, it's really cool. We just got it. It's like so expensive too, uh, a bit absurd for just like a surfboard, but uh, the water was freezing It was 45 degrees, like Fahrenheit, obviously um, in the water this week, but we're just brave in the cold, getting in there and trying to work on that. So like, it's a surfboard, but like it has like a little fin on the bottom and it's like two feet long. So you're like two feet out of the water and you can like, pump yourself so it's it's pretty sick actually so just a work in progress there for me um i guess i can keep everyone updated on my on my progress moving forward and maybe once i master it i'll do a i'll do a live podcast while i'm <laughs> you gotta hold the mic and talk talking yeah, hold and the mic hold my camera and pump at the same time <laughs> oh yeah you'll be buzzing that'd be hilarious um, how about you though man like the weather's been nice so what have you been saying yeah, at least it's getting warmer now. I've well, I mean, I'm dialed into the school. I mean, I'm in full swing of school mode right now, and it's actually really hard. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, I've so much time to focus on it. So doing that, and other than that, just like I've been playing lacrosse in the park. I like every day for a couple hours. I, I get my cardio in. I'll just do some hard laps while like taking. <laughs> I'll throw the ball and just like chase it like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're like you're like hey rask a couple cradles and you'll be like throw it go fetch fetch rask fetch. Yeah, like, <laughs> start running around just get pucks deep though that's that's what they taught you and that's what you know so that's what you gotta do you know what though man like this is what i've learned like i've been working out at home every day for this whole last year and, and that's cool i like the home workouts but i was i've never really was getting the cardio in so now that it's warm and i'm playing lacrosse and getting like a lot of running in on the field I, uh, I hate running now. I've just regular running without something to do. I used to do like cross country and stuff in high school and it was all right. Like I was running with people or whatever, but I can't run by myself. I actually hate it. Um, Mm -hmm. but if I'm running and playing lacrosse or like actually doing something while I'm running, that's really fun. But do you find that with running? Like, are you a runner? No, no, not at all, man. Like I don't do any sort of running like at all. So, um, obviously we've talked about it before we have the peloton here yeah, so you that's in the bike that's like my and it gives me like a little bit of interaction like on the screen and stuff so like i'm i'm face to face like so i'm doing the bike and i don't have to like run like it's so um like taxing on your body to like your knees and stuff like i've never been a huge believer in running um i can get my cardio the same way in on a bike but I, I oftentimes run the hill. So like short spurts of energy just for like power training and stuff. So like, it's not fun, but it, it's a lot better than running a 8k run, which I don't know how people do. And my parents are insane because they're always doing it, but no, I'm totally with you. there. not a runner at all and never believed in it. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't like it at all, especially for hockey players though, man. Like if you think about it, like running doesn't like get your cardio in however you want but like i feel like running's just taxing like i said before on the body like you, you, your joints and stuff and yeah. i don't know i think the bike is a better option what do you think for hockey guys 
Uh, yeah, I agree with that for hockey guys. And you see every NHL team, every junior team, whatever. Everyone has the bike in the dressing room. Like there's always bikes there and it's for a reason. I actually love doing the bike too, but I don't have one here. Um, well, you don't, you don't see treadmills in locker rooms. Like you, no, you see you bikes. Exactly. So like it, it's more of a, uh, I think it's better for hockey players anyway. Yeah. And it bikes are, the, are so easy. You can set the resistance. You can simulate whatever terrain based on the resistance and all that. Like it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. now, I mean, moving on, I just want to mention our guest this week. We got Brennan Othman on, uh, someone that it seemed like the fans were very excited about based on the amount of fan questions and, and kind of hype around when we announced him as our, as our guest. But yeah, for those who don't know, he, uh, plays in the OHL on the Flint Firebirds, but played this last season in Switzerland, uh, because no OHL season just got back from the U 18s where he won gold. He's a top prospect for the upcoming NHL draft. So we'll get that over to him in a bit, but we should talk about the NHL playoffs. Um, you know, they got underway this week. Been really exciting so far with all the games. I mean, it's it's Monday as we record, but all the games so far have been one goal games. All of them except one have gone to overtime. And the one that didn't was a last minute goal that won it. So like, what are your thoughts so far? Just personally, before I actually, even though I just sent it to you, but <laughs> it's been, man, like every year you see playoffs and you know it's different, but this year feels way more intense than any other playoff year right off the bat. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's because maybe they played each other so many times throughout the year, these teams, and there's so much built up hate and the playoffs, the refs let you play a little more. So they're just digging in, but like sick hockey, like these guys are running each other, which I love to see. Like, I'm not a huge physicality guy, like when I play, but when you're watching and these guys are just putting each other into the front row, it's sick. And then to go along with that, the speed of the games and the skill and some of the goaltending we've seen has just been incredible. Um, you look at the Vegas game, like just outstanding one, nothing game in overtime on a lucky bounce, like flurry would have had that if it didn't hit that it could have gone all night at zero, zero. So we see that that's just spectacular there. Penn's game, a lot of entertainment, a lot of goals being scored. Um, great goal by Paul Mario. And I saw he's the first guy to ever debut in the playoffs with a new team and score two goals. So a little history stat there. Um, but no, that was a great game. Great shot under the bar. And then, and then you look at the, the best game of all, in my opinion, was the, um, it was the Florida game. Like, Oh my God, what a series this is going to be, dude. It it was not the floor, the Floridian series. Like what, what was your thoughts on that game? Cause I know we were texting each other throughout being like, Holy crap, this game is unbelievable. Yeah, it was, man, first of all, like so physical off the bat. Also the fans, man, even in Florida, it was in Florida that game and the fans were loud, crazy. And I think that's another element of the playoffs because a lot of these teams up their capacity now, um, now that it's safe in those states that they're playing. And so just the, the fans make a big difference too on top of the intensity of the game. And it was loud in that building. It, the the teams definitely hate each other, like you said. And uh I don't know, man, that, that series is going seven in my books. Like it's going to be, I'm going to be watching every game, I think. Oh yeah. Like Tampa cup champs, a little bit more experience on their team. I like that from them, but Florida's just so much grit. Like they're a great team that you see that 94 out there just working, like digging, um, being in guys' faces. Like they got Hornquist there and not to mention Owen Tippett. What a night. One and one in his first NHL playoff game. Have a night, kids. So a little showbound bump for Tip. Um, I can't remember what episode it was, but if you want to hear from a guy who's a two point per game, NHL NHL playoff star, episode five, Rass says. 
find it. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, that's definitely one that was, it was very interesting and a yeah, great guy really to hear fun. from. But um, no, other than that, and the, the Washington series, you got, you got those guys, they were working, like they got a rookie goalie in net too. And they're playing for coach TJ Oshie's dad. And I, well, I think see what happened with the goal, like Craig Anderson came in in Washington and played. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. So I, I forgot about that too. Big Craig from the, from the Ottawa senators. Most people would know him from now. Now a caps goalie. I, I saw a funny picture of him, like an OV him morphed photo. It was pretty dope. <laughs> but that was another great game. Um, about OV running bodies. Oh, when he ran Krejci, man, like it was sick. Like there's so much intensity in the playoffs and it just, sparks my blood sitting here on my couch in my underwear watching like i'm just in your manscape boxers you know but you know what's crazy like how rare is it even for you know one of the your high scoring guy your stud your offensive superstar to also be one of the most physical guys out there like that's a rare breed man you don't get that you don't see it a lot yeah he's been a powerhouse just a machine his whole career and he's kind of showing off what he has here still in the playoffs even as an older guy but Honestly, great start to the playoffs. Couldn't ask for much more. Three out of four in OT. We got three games on the slate tonight. I know it's Monday, but let's have a little fun. Let's make three predictions for the games tonight. So first we got Boston, Washington. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Washington tonight. OV scores in overtime and wins it. Okay, I got the Bs tonight. Um, down one nothing. They need it. They needed to stay in the series, I think, for them. Um, yeah, I have Boston beat. winning the series too. Okay, so you're but I just think Washington wins it tonight. Okay, I like that. I like that. Washington's a bit of a wagon after game one dog, and they come out with the win. Craig Anderson, whatnot. Um, Blues, Colorado. Ah, man, what a series this is going to be. It's going to be physical, that's for sure. But um, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with St. Louis tonight. I, I, and I have Colorado winning. I actually have Colorado going to the cup final and losing to the Leafs in my bracket, by the way. But um, I think St. Louis wins game one. Okay. I like that, actually. Like, I am, I'm just going to go opposite as you. I think Colorado's too good. They're, didn't they win the President's Trophy? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. Like, they're nasty. I honestly was thinking St. Louis – if I was a betting man tonight, I would not touch that game because I'm scared of St. Louis. They have so much history. They They're just so won tough, the cup two years ago. They're tough. They're big. They know how to play. Um, so don't count them out tonight. And then our last game, honestly, not a, I'm not a huge fan of this game. I hate I – like, I, I'm not – like, I, I haven't liked watching Nashville this year because there hasn't been a huge flashy guy, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Like, there hasn't – they're a great team. Like, they have a core. Like, for them to beat Dallas out of that last playoff spot this year is pretty impressive for – the limited numbers that their star guys kind of put up um, with Duchesne having a tough year, Johansson having a tough year and like Roman Yossi, a defenseman leading their team in points. But we got Nashville, a depth team kind of relies on goaltending versus um, the Carolina hurricanes ran by a high powered young offense in Ajo and, and Svetch. Yeah. I mean, just, it's hard to not pick, Carolina in this uh, series and game, just seeing what they did in the regular season. I think I have Carolina in five in my bracket, so I'm going to go Carolina wins tonight. Yeah, I I agree with you there. The only way Nashville hangs in, in my opinion, is if the big dogs step up. They're kind of sleepy in the regular season, so their big guys step up and play like they can, or 
they get some great goaltending, but I, I don't think they can win four games against uh, Carolina, especially with Carolina having home ice advantage. Yeah. Now uh, we will send it over to Brennan Hoffman, but before we do, I just want to say that there's breaking news and this important PSA is brought to you by manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they've successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. This new trimmer was just released only last week, and we are one of the first to get our hands on it and share the news. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SHOWBOUND on manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I'm blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship and details. They are next level. Their advanced ceramic blade and skin safe technology is so good that it almost seems as if Manscaped worked with Elon Musk's engineers to ensure your testes are as safe as possible. And actually shout out Manscaped. I use it on my, like my chest and stomach cards. You do that. Do you shave your chest? I like the cheddar sometimes, you know, get a, get a nice tan, have a little cheddar, maybe wear a chain, look a bit gangstery, but, uh, your hairs no, are blonde though. So you, you no, man, no, I got, I got the nice brown cheddar going. Okay. And for, okay. for the listeners, uh, cheddar is chest lettuce. So, uh, <laughs> just an FYI. Your cheddar is flowing in the wind while you're surfing on that thing, two feet above the water, just buzzing the podcast out. Oh yeah. I look like Poseidon. Well, it, yeah, it works for me on my Chetis, which uh, I, I like to keep tame. So um, <laughs> now what makes this trimmer different from all other trimmers? A new multi-function on-off switch can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. I like to use the light on. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all over through additional guard lengths with sizes one to four. If anyone's using size four, like that's just weird. I think like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> looks wise. It's sleek with a two tone matte and gloss finish and even features a hot foil stamp, black Chrome manscaped logo. Show off that mower loud and proud. The optimized lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is waterproof. So you can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. Did I mention wireless charging, which is actually clutch? The Lawnmower 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. If you're still trimming your face with your ball trimmer, it's time to make some changes. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth and your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHOWBOUND at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. That's funny. Um, yeah, good read. Good read. Yeah, I only had one little slip up, but you know, the listeners don't know because I'll edit it out. <laughs> now, uh, I guess uh, we should send it over to Brennan Hoffman now. All right, Otter, welcome to the pod. Super happy to have you on, bud. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, you just got back from Texas at the U18 World Championships. Uh, I guess you're, you're rocking the Canadian flag in the background, too. Um, <laughs> still milking the, the gold medal, but, uh, but how was the experience overall and, uh, the tournament? Yeah, no, it was lots of fun. Hockey Canada always does a good job with that kind of stuff. And, uh, we had a pretty good team with lots of old guys. So, uh, it was lots of fun. Had to do so many COVID tests, which was brutal, but I mean, uh, is what it is, but no, it was, uh, it was tons of fun. Yeah. And I mean, going into this tournament, like Canada, you guys are obviously nasty team and, for the circumstances, normally for the people who don't know, like the OHL's CHL in general is normally in playoffs. So like a lot of these guys like can't go, 
I mean, who knows if Flint would have made the playoffs, you, you would have been there, but um, no, it was a overall, like a nasty team. You guys had a, a sick group there. So how about you yourself? How do you think you played and performed there? Yeah, I thought I did pretty well. Uh, played seven games there, so I think I did pretty well myself and put a sh- put a good showcase on for uh, for myself and my future. And uh, it was good to play with those uh, OHL guys and some former teammates. So it was uh, it was a good experience again. Well, yeah, just you know, you say former teammates. I mean, we'll get to it in a bit, but just going back to your minor hockey, that Don Mills team, like your entire team is in the OHL. Just an absolutely nice. stacked minor midget team. They're everywhere. So I'm sure a lot of those guys from minor hockey but I wanted to ask just you know in a year where there was no OHL there was a lot more media attention on the U18s this year than that than normally I think a lot of people were saying how scouts basically have to give a lot of weight to it because it's your only showing in North America type of thing so how was the uh attention and how did it feel with a lot more eyes on you than maybe you expected yeah it was it was really good we had the we had the first exhibition game we played Finland and, you know, some of us thought there was just going to be a few scouts there and there was, it was completely empty. So we didn't know like what to expect. And then we go to Sweden and two days later and it's completely packed. Like all you see is blood, uh, blood, uh, black jackets, notebooks, people around the uh, stands is ridiculous. And uh, you can definitely see when you make a good play or when you look across, you're definitely writing down everything. So there's a little bit of pressure, but, uh, I think our guys, you know, handled it uh, the right way, and uh, it was lots of fun, and um, it was good to show those, you know, showcase yourself a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I know we were talking about it yesterday, but for the listeners who don't know, and Clark, he was bringing it up too, but the uh, the head pat story. So, do you want to just tell us what went down with that, like in detail, for for the listeners to hear? Yeah, so we started the second period, and Clark he's behind that doing his thing back there just keeping the guy off him and then I just stretch up to the blue line and he hits me and we got Shane filling through the middle there and next thing you know I get a Swedish dude just absolutely step up and like lay me out massive like huge hit and then I just feed it back to to Shane in the middle and then Shane snipes it and I get up and I look over at the Swedish guy and just tap on the head and just say thanks for the uh thanks for the apple and we kind of got a good kick out of it so it was pretty funny yeah like one of the fan questions was, "What did uh, your coach say? Did he did he give you anything about that?" No, he just asked me if I was all right because it was a huge hit. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm good, man." Yeah, I mean, you you took your man over, and he, <laughs> you can't leave Shane Wright open on a two on one like that. So yeah, no, one, no. One thing I also saw you ran a guy too in that game because I was watching that game early on. You ran another guy, and that I think that was before you got hit. You just dummied a guy by the net. Yeah, in the first period, Edmondson, the guy's six foot five, like two twenty. He's got five inches on me and and twenty five pounds, forty pounds on me. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's gonna kill me. Yeah, and you I ended up laid him out. Over. Looked good. It was a it was a good clean hit too, and you murdered him. I was I was a bit shocked too because in the in the pregame show they were like, oh my god, this guy's this guy's a brick. Like he he's so he's so thick, he's so strong, and then uh, you're just running him over out there, just making a mockery of him. exactly i wanted to ask uh i mean a lot of people kind of want to know too that night after you win gold medal like i know it's covid and i know people are flying home and stuff but what was the night like after did you guys have a party or was it just kind of like get get the flights going out of there yeah we couldn't really celebrate too much with covid but i mean guys were in the hallways and we were just playing cards and and we were just running up and down the hallway basically and with Hockey Canada, they make you fly over, like fly the very next day. So our game was at like seven thirty, and we didn't get out of the rink to twelve thirty. 
and I had to go back to eat and have our daily meeting at the end. And, and our flight was at seven o'clock in the morning. So all of us just basically just stayed up and just kind of had a good time in the hallway and, and we're just talking and uh, kind of remembering the tournament and uh, no one really slept that night at all. I think only one or two guys maybe napped for like 20 minutes, but I mean, uh, we were just all, all in the hallway, just celebrating and playing cards and just talking basically. Yeah. I mean, like you guys are in Texas too. That would have been a pretty cool place to be able to like go out and at least have like a, a team dinner or something after if it wasn't COVID or something like that to celebrate. But you know, I got to make the most of what it is. Gold medal's a gold medal. So um, exactly. I'm just going to send her back now to kind of minor hockey days. So for pretty much everyone knows you're on that uh, wagon of a Don Mills Flyers team in minor midget and uh, played with guys like Brant Clark on my team there. And uh, as you mentioned, Shane Wright as well. And you guys got back together there at the U18s. But just what was that year like for you playing on such a dominant team and playing with such high caliber players? Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. We had an unbelievable team. Clarky and Shanner are two uh, two pretty good players. I mean, they do pretty well for themselves. And playing with those guys on Don Mills was uh, was pretty special. I mean, they're definitely two two top end talents. And uh, we had some other guys, some pretty underrated guys on that team too. So I mean, we I think we lost one game last year or one game that year in, in overtime. And um, you know, everything just seemed to go right for all of us. And it was just uh, I think one of the best teams I think minor hockey's ever seen. I think in in the G and um it was just uh, a good team with a good group of guys yeah no doubt about that and you guys almost how many guys did you have drafted that year the whole team i think i think we had yeah the whole team but one one guy i think that's tough luck for the one guy got a feel for yeah it. I, then, then he went in the first round of the u18 draft so to niagara i think there you who go. was it but next year later stevie lee it was stevie eh? i thought it was stevie yeah. because I skate with him a little bit in the summer. He's playing in our three on three league and actually Rask, you got to hear this one. This guy's a warrior. Like this guy's an animal. eh? And he'll do anything for the boys. It's a three on three game. And um, it's like, just for fun and everything. Our goalies like in the corner coughs one up. This guy lays out slides in front of the net, soaks a slap shot off, off like the chest. And it's a three on three game. I'm like, everyone's like Stevie firing him up. Damn. That's commitment for a three on three, bro. Yeah, no, that guy's classic. That's sick. Yeah, what a what an absolutely insane team. And then even, you know, heading into the OHL draft after that year, you know, everyone kind of knew you're the top, like among the top picks. I think like, what was it? Three out of the top four picks were from your team. Is that right? Yeah, it was Shane, me, and then Clarkie to Barry at four. That's insane. Do you ever kind of yeah. chirp Clarkie still that you went higher than him in the O draft? No, I don't think, I don't even think I chirp about it too much. I think Clarkie's just got... It's got a couple of numbers up on me here, so I don't even think I, I talked to him too much about about that. Yeah, uh, kind of just we kind of just keep it uh, low key and subtle. So for your draft day, I mean, being that top top pick, like, how'd you spend your draft day? I mean, what like what do you do? Did you uh, were you out in Flint that day? No, I I went to Flint a few days before to get all my stuff because uh, my sister had some some volleyball and gymnastics down in, in Windsor that we kind of just stopped by, but. Uh, that day, we kind of just, from Shane or Clarkie and I and, and Lockhart at three, we kind of just went all out after we got drafted. And then we went out for lunch and we just, you know, we were sitting down there with all, you know, our draft jerseys on and, and just talked a bit. And uh, we're excited for our first year. And um, the day at the OHL office is pretty intense. I mean, you got to go go there and do all the media and get all this other stuff that you have to do. So it was pretty intense. It was long and uh, it was just a, a good day on, on that day. So it was good to celebrate with Parky and Strainer for sure. 
Yeah, so I got an interesting question. I, I feel like you're going to take the cop-out answer, but I mean, we've had a couple of Flint guys on the podcast and, you know, Flint now has become, you know, a really good organization, but they weren't always, you know, necessarily the best organization. When, when you hear you're getting picked by Flint, what's going through your head, honestly? Like, are you, are you a little maybe disappointed or are you just like, whatever, this is going to be nasty? No, honestly, like I honestly really do believe that like that year Flint shouldn't, shouldn't have picked second. I mean, they had a pretty good team uh there i mean veerling was there that in his rookie year and i mean he's he's a pretty good player too i think and i don't think they should have picked back-to-back second overall i think they're pretty good but i would i went there and i said you know it's actually a sick facility they got there i mean uh we're doing renovations on the rink so the rink's gonna look a little bit better this year and um we had a good older team good guys uh funny guys um yeah so no i wasn't uh wasn't too disappointed when i heard flint was gonna pick me yeah, and you guys, like, obviously we've, we've talked about a few guys that came on. Like, Flint's on the up and up, and same with SAG, too. Like, they've both, like, two of those teams in Michigan kind of came from, from the depths of the league and now are kind of making a push. And you guys had a nasty team there before the league got shut down what's over a year ago now and a team that could have gone on a run for sure. So we're just going to kind of talk about that year a little bit. Um, what did your off season look like heading into it um, after the OHL draft? Yeah, after the OHL draft, you just work out hard and you skate a lot, and uh, you try to do lots of skates, and you get excited with the visor on and stuff like that too. And um, you just have a good time, you know, with your buddies, and you skate with all your buddies that got drafted. Try to skate with a few other guys on on Flint. I I tried to at least, and try to meet a couple new guys, and uh, a little bit shy going into your first year, you know, when you're 16 and uh, you're a tall, scrawny guy, and um but it was uh it was a good time in the off season and when i got to flint uh it was good too yeah can definitely relate to just getting out there your first few skates with the visor you feel like the man and you're just looking at everyone you're like yeah i've made it now i'm in the o like i'm the man around town so that that's definitely a good feeling um and then for you how was um how how did you find the adjustment into the o like your first few games or uh first little bit i felt good um i think the preseason and the uh the, the regular season definitely different. Had a pretty good preseason. Got in a couple of battles there with with Cardsy and a couple of guys in, in SAG and in Flint and in SAG and also that was pretty funny. But um, I thought it was a good adjustment. It's a fast adjustment. It's definitely, you know, guys are definitely bigger and scarier and stronger. And um, it was a good adjustment though, and and uh, quite quite enjoyed it. And now I can't believe I'm going into my you know second year, technically my third year, but I mean it's it's crazy and um it's gonna be a good year there in flint and it's a good first year too yeah and i mean it's it, yeah like you said it is wild to think like you just play what 60 games ish 50 something games and all of a sudden you're a third year veteran and calling the shots there but uh now for the listeners too like me and otter got into it and i think like a lot of guys we were playing what's that rink called the iceland flint ice what's it yeah. called like just the ice palace i think it was yeah. just a, like a hundred seater rink if yeah, it's, it's packed, like fully packed, and it, it's it felt like a playoff game. Honestly, it was like everyone was screaming at everyone. Everyone was like, "Cause Otter is a top pick, and all the boys on SAG wanted to intimidate him for the rest of the year. Like, we're gonna kill you, stuff like that to him." And uh, and sure enough, so like I was chiming on uh, chiming in on the action, of course, and uh, and we were going at it, a couple slashes, a couple hacks, and then and then he scored. I, I'm pretty sure you scored that game, and you were giving it to us. So then we were like, "Ah, shit. like." We, we got to relax. Can't give it to him real. It'll shove it up our ass again. Yeah. I can't, I mean, I, I remember it. I came down I think I, you guys were all chirping me right before the third period started. 
um, from the bench and I started, I came down and McCourt fed a, like through three guys to me back door and I just tapped it in and kind of was just given to you guys going by the bench. And, and then later on in that period, I think it was right at the end of the game, I came down and I don't know who I hit. I could have been Perfetti, honestly, and I hit him on the boards. And then right after that, I saw you, Webb, and like two other guys just come over right at me and just grilling me the whole time. Like I get Cardsy punching me in the face. I get Webby saying he's going to kill me next game and sag. Keep my head up. I, I don't want to be playing anymore. And I'm like, go back to the bench. I just told my coach, yeah, don't even, don't bother putting me on back on the ice. I'm going to die out here with these guys. <laughs> That was funny too. Cause I, I remember that. But then at the, at, at near the end of the game, I think we gave each other a tap. We're like, no, like it's all fun and games. Like uh, yeah. we're, uh, we're all good. So we, we ended up uh, being, being civil for the rest of the season anyway, but um, we got some more stuff on your first year here a bit. Um, how long did it take you to get your first goal? I scored against you guys second game in sec. Oh, okay. Burn, yeah. burn me again. I was probably dash for that. Yeah, was cards. Did you get the dash on that one? Oh man, actually one preseason game we played in that little small rink and then we played in SAG. I was actually dash five against them. I'm like, oh, that, well, that's a good start. Like I'm sure I'll be a top line player going into the season after going dash four early or dash five. So just a debacle for me in preseason a bit. But um, we also got a question from Kepin. Um, Kepin's probably one of our most uh, like valued fan questioners and he's always chiming in stuff. So Cap has to say, Ask him about his billets babysitter. Yeah, so she just basically just uh, showed me a few things around the house. I, I didn't know what to do too much there. And she was taking care of the kids most nights and kind of just showed me cooking and cleaning and washing my clothes. And we're just good friends. And that's basically, uh, basically it. So basically, yeah. So you basically had two billet moms, I guess. And you're just an extra billet parent in there to kind of show you the ropes as a young 16-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, extra extra billet mom for sure. Um now, actually, funny, you mentioned the cooking thing. I did want to talk about, you know, for listeners who don't know, you went to play in Switzerland this season with no OHL. How was, uh, like, living on your own with no babysitter there uh, and having to do your own cooking? Like, how'd that go? No, honestly, I lived with the president of the team there. No way. <laughs> so I had all my meals, like, prepared for me. I just had to microwave them and basically just go to the rink, come back home, and they were just all sitting there. So it was pretty, pretty good. What, what was this house like? Was it a mansion? Oh, yeah. It was sick. Right on the side of a mountain with an infinity pool there and jacuzzi, hot tub. I mean, it was anything you want he had. And it was pretty pretty sweet. I mean, it was next level stuff in, in Switzerland. I'm not even coming home at that point. I'm just packing up. I'm moving over to Switzerland for good. Yeah. There's no more OHL for me if I got that. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, seriously. No, that's incredible. Now, do you have dual citizenship with Switzerland? Yep. My dad and my uncle played over there, so I have the uh, the dual pass, the golden ticket. Okay, interesting. So I imagine you've been there before this year, right? No, just my first. That was my first time ever in Switzerland. Oh, really? So what what was the culture like? Like, how did you how off the ice? Like, how was it over there? Well, it was definitely different. I mean, I go over to Switzerland and I go to my first game. And I think it's like you know, it's the Swiss league. It's professional because I bring a suit and everything, and I walk to the rink and I got I. Have, or driving to the rink and I get fans yelling at me through the, through the, uh, through my window and I got my window down and I got fans screaming at me, screaming my name and like saying welcome and stuff like that. And I have a suit on and I get to the rink and I'm like one of the first ones there and, and uh, I get unchanged and everything. And I, I look at the door and the two other imports come in from Canada and they're wearing track suits. And I'm like, what are you guys, what are you guys doing? And they're like, Oh yeah. Like, sorry, man, we didn't tell you, man. It's just, 
track suits like don't bother wearing a suit so of course me being the young 17 year old I wear a suit to the game the only one wearing a suit never made that mistake again and then the best is I go out for warm-up and my first shot with my stick I snap it go get my backup stick snap that one I go and I go in the room have to tape up a new one boys are laughing I'm like what's so funny boys they go we just like, cut your stick a little in half just when you flex it snaps on you I'm like wow <laughs> that's unreal man I can't even believe like, that wow. That's classic. Oh yeah. man, cards. Not one but two. Not one but two. No. Okay, yeah, Both two. Two is kind of a dick move. Like one is funny. Two is rude. No, it was it was brutal, and then I had to climb up to our uh, stick, like where our sticks are stored, and get a brand new stick. Cut that. Tape that up. Late for on ice. The on ice uh, like uh, startling lineup. Late for that, so I didn't get to start. It was brutal. <laughs> That's, That's a debacle. Yo, know, but actually, funny enough, Rask, I did the exact same thing, or me, Murr, and JT all did the same thing. We go in, like, we're dressed up nice. We got, like... I was going to ask you that, how that Yeah, we, we got, like, great stuff on. We got their dress shoes, dress pants, like, collared shirt, blazers on. Like, we're dialed in, and we're feeling good, like, getting ready. We're like, okay, like, all the boys are going to be looking good. Sure enough, guys are showing up in jeans. I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, this is a, this is a, <laughs> this is a gong show here. And they're like, yeah, no, like we just wear whatever we want. So I think that might just be a, a full on European thing. Cause it seems pretty similar. Is that but, every league in Europe you think, or like most, I guess so. But huh. one thing I wanted to ask Otter was um, what about the COVID there? Like, were they, were they serious about COVID? Yeah, well, the whole of Switzerland was serious. The team wasn't so wasn't so serious about that. We kind of laid a little bit. We kind of took our foot off the gas and the masks and stuff like that. But um, it wasn't. There wasn't. They were. They weren't so serious about uh, about COVID on, on my team. But around Switzerland, they were for sure. Yeah, and so when you went to like a store, you'd have to wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah, you have to wear a mask. I got lucky. Like the first month I was there, all the uh, restaurants and stores were open, so I kind of did a little bit of uh, eating out there and. After that, it was completely closed till I left. It was honestly really bad. It was sad, honestly, just because like Switzerland's a tourist place to go, and you just couldn't do any of the things that you would want to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Like any any other stories from Switzerland? Your time there, on or off the ice? No, I mean it's just it's completely different. I mean, I don't know how it was like in Swiss or uh, Sweden, cards you, but I mean. Like I go and I'm driving to the rink and usually back in Flint, you're driving next to like, you know, McDonald's and houses. And then you pull into the rink and it's right there. And, and so it's, and I'm driving next to like a bunch of cows and I smell manure going onto the rink. It's just an awful smell. And, and I pull up to the rink, you got fans there and they're like cheering your name, asking for pictures with COVID and stuff like that. And I think that's the only difference that I thought it was, it was more like fans were more into it over there. Yeah, well, I mean, it's also you're playing pro now too. But as far as the smell goes, isn't that the same smell as Flint? I, I, no, I don't even know. It was, it was cow. It was cow crap. So I don't even know how to describe it. It was completely. It was brutal. Just every day, you smell, and it was awful. I'm joking, yeah. Flint. I'm joking, Flint people. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, yeah, Rask, you're gonna be getting ripped by the Flint Mafia here soon. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. So this year, actually, uh, crazy enough, um, your draft year and everyone knows you're a highly touted prospect going into your second draft now and, and stuff like that. So we're just going to kind of go through the stuff. I know we ask, we haven't had a draft eligible guy on in a while. So, um, so have you been checking the rankings at all or seeing where you're keeping an eye on where you might be going or what position and stuff like that? Yeah. I think I've talked to my agent a few times about that and just like teams that are interested and stuff like that. Uh, 
lots of interviews kind of get really uh, repetitive, but I mean, it has to be done. And I look at the rankings sometimes, not all the time. I kind of just like the ma- major ones, like the TSN ones. I just mainly look at those ones just uh, whenever they come out, but I don't really like go on Google and search up like 2021, like NHL draft, like mock drafts and stuff like that. I think that's just uh, a little bit excessive for me. Yeah. Those ones are pretty dust and a bit unreliable. So uh, how, how have your meetings been with teams? Pretty, pretty good. good. I think, yeah, right before this one, I had one with St. Louis and it was pretty, uh, it was uh, like 30, 40 minutes, you know, they ask you the weird questions and all that stuff too. So it was kind of the first, uh, first interview where I've gone past like 35 minutes, 40 minutes where they ask you like the weird questions and you kind of got to be smart and remember stuff they've talked about in the past, but that's, uh, that's pretty much it. I've had some good ones though in the past too. What, what do you mean by weird questions? Like you got any that are funny enough to share? I don't know. They just ask you like personal stuff like about you and like just things that you've done and like are planning to do in your life. And like, if you've gotten involved with others, like crime stuff, like if all that stuff too. And um, it's just like, absolutely not. Like, I don't think I've gone out and gotten involved with the law at all. I mean, it was just like, I mean, that's not really a weird question, but that's just like a question. It's like out in the open, like obviously you're going to say no to that one. And um, there's a few other ones that have been like that too, but I mean, it's just like so many personal questions. Did, did they ask about the babysitter too? <laughs> no, like they always ask if I have a girlfriend and I'm like, no, I, I'm, I'm good boys. I don't have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I found that was, that was actually a common question too. Yeah. Do you have a girlfriend? Um, and you have to go through a bunch of stuff in, in that. And I know we were talking about like weird questions and stuff. Did you have to, have you ever to do the Islanders quiz or questionnaire yet? The sit down one where you write it? Yeah, I, so that's the thing. Like with the Islanders, my first one was right before U18s. And I get an email and there's like four other guys on it with me too. And um, we're over a Zoom call and I get a couple, two other buddies. One guy from Flint was on there with me and then another guy from London. And uh, I, I log in. I was just, I thought it was like a one-on-one thing, like with a scout. And um, next thing you know, they just said like, okay, like, here's, a, here's a piece of paper with questions. Write down all your answers. And I was on there for like, 35 minutes trying to write down answers with two other prospects just staring at me when I was writing it down. So it was a bit uh, odd with that, but no, I, I did those ones for, for a while. Yeah. And, and then, so were, were there any in-person meetings when you're at the U18s or did they kind of keep you guys away from the scouts? None. We're, we're, we're not allowed to talk to anyone, no media, nothing. That's, that's wild actually. Um, yeah. actually going back to that, didn't you, uh, you got to wear an A for a few games at the tournament too, right? Just, just, just one game when Shaner was out, I heard him. Yeah. Smart. Oh. eh? just, just take oh. him out. <laughs> yeah. Off the, off the draw, he goes, he goes, uh, I'm going to win it back to walk in and shoot it. I'm like, okay. And sure enough, he wins it back. I hit right, hit him right on his boot, goes out of play. He goes, same thing. Next play again, go, go win the draw, get it to me. He deflects it right off the net. He goes, okay, one more time. I get it again, win it off the netting again. Coach changes. I'm like, yeah, don't don't ever win the draw back to me again, Shane. I'm never hitting the net there from there. <laughs> just just pack it in. No, I don't want to show yeah. it from there anymore. No. Did you Crap. see that picture of uh, Shane after you guys won? Like, I don't know how to describe it. With the trophy and like all the water being poured oh, the on. water? That's, That's one of the most legendary here. pictures I've ever seen. Yeah, that like, was nasty. Sure enough, Clark, he came up with the idea with me. Looks over at me, says, get a bunch of water balls and just dump it on Shane. I'm like, okay, Clarky, of course you come up with this. Clarky, Clarky's always up to some sort of like tomfoolery going on. That guy's like a little rat and he'll just pop out and help <laughs> something spewing. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so like, what's your uh, off season looking like now? Kind of now that you're here, you're done hockey. I assume for the until next season, you know, with the draft and all that. What are you working on? Yeah, well, I mean, I have to quarantine here for two weeks because Canada has to make us do a whole bunch of things before you're allowed to go leave your house and um, just working out and uh, trying to skate twice a week, three times a week if I can and uh, get a, if I can get ice and then work out the six, seven times a week uh, with my trainer at his house. And um, that's pretty much it. And then hopefully get drafted there on the 23rd of July or 24th and uh, then see where it goes from there. Is the draft in person this year? Has this public yeah. stuff? No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay, that sucks. I mean, it is yeah, what it is. But brutal. at least you can have a little party thing with your family. Maybe you and Card, since you guys live close, you guys can both have a draft party. You might both go first round. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm probably, I was third. I was going first overall, but I don't know. I, I'll have. Uh, they'll fly me out right away after the draft. <laughs> um i mean we can uh we can take it into some fan questions like we have a lot of them to to get to so i actually i was saying to cards this might be the most fan questions we've ever gotten of any guests so um really it was uh i think a very highly anticipated interview here so i mean the main one like a million people ask this one is what stick do you use and what specs yeah uh, i use the true true stick the true one that just come out like the project x one and i just have like uh p92 and a p28 like kind of a mixed curve with that uh it's basically just an 80 flex stick one of the one of the questions i wrote it down let me let me find it was uh, someone asked how are you sponsored by true that was just a question how are you sponsored by true i don't know they just kind of maybe wanted a, a player to kind of just test out their sticks and i said i like them they just offered me a contract maybe i don't deserve it but i mean i don't know i'm doing pretty well with the the sticks and skates right now i think and in flint there's no stick deal right like anyone can rock any stick they want anything you can have any stick you want you can have a sherwood if you if you go with that uh, thing where yeah you can go anything you want interesting and then i mean keeping it with the stick question someone said how do you tape your stick and what color just black heel to toe okay um Oh yeah, here's another one from Kep actually. Uh oh god. <laughs> Kep says, Why did you switch from CCM to Warrior mid game in Kitchener? Uh I don't know how I don't know why I switched it and then I just switched it and I think we had a power play the very next shift and I said, you know what, just give me the Warrior. I, I haven't been doing well with CCM. I can't get a one time wrong with this. And sure enough, McCork gives me a, a perfect pass and I just tee one up and I just blow up past income there and I'm like you know what? I'm just going to use Warrior from now on and then other than that the rest of the season couldn't take another one time with the Warrior so I gassed that and went back to CCM okay now, now you're full-time true guy and honestly though like I love yeah. true sticks too because Barry's Barry's kind of gone true so they sent me some sticks to like try out as well the Project X and they're actually nasty too and super light yeah, yeah I, they, use, I use the Barry true too yeah humble brag rask and, yeah, I, and get, I get free sticks from Nate Allenson not a big deal <laughs> Otter's got the uh, got the bracelet on too, giving True another little bump there. Yeah, seriously, a little sponsorship wherever I go, go represent. <laughs> hey, you know what would look good with that bracelet card? It's just a quick little axle watch. I think would look nice on that wrist. Yeah, for but, sure. Um, AX underscore showbound for the listeners who want to go buy at axlewatch.com. Yeah, fifteen percent off. Now, someone asked. I won't. Let's see if you can get this right. Who's the best road roomie? Roomie. Uh, what was that Kepin again? No. no. No, I, I don't know who it was. I think my best roomie, road roomie is Jack Fibbs. 
Got there it. You go. Yeah. Best best road roommate ever. He's got a couple of good jokes. He's telling me. He's pretty funny. <laughs> Your Wi-Fi is taking a, a hit here, eh? Hey. Mine? Yeah, yeah, it's better now though. Yeah, you're chilling. Is it good now? Yeah. 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 Um, for a sec. Now, a highly skilled Saginaw player wants to know why does your whole team cherry pick the whole game like in Timbits? <laughs> who who asked that one? Big That's number t- twenty-seven. Oh, uh, I don't know. I didn't know we cherry picked that much. I mean, it, I thought it was just me, but I guess if our whole team does it, then. I guess we've got to change up our system a little bit, but uh, I didn't think it was that uh, that bad. Danny, Danny texted me last night. He goes, ask Offman why they're always uh, cherry-picking. It's a goddamn joke out there. They don't even play <laughs> hockey. He was, I have no he was idea. chirping your visor tilt, I think, too. <laughs> In the, Danny, yeah, yeah, if you face off against Danny ever again somewhere, um, if Danny makes his way back up the ranks or, or gets a double overage here, you might have to go him. Oh, I, well, going back to my visor, I have like the smallest head ever. Like I need like an extra small helmet to fit my head. And, and you can imagine with the large visor, it's not going to look too good. So I have to tilt it up a bit to get decent sty. But I mean, I, I can fully understand the chirp there. It's brutal on my head. Okay. Okay. So he's respecting Danny's chirp. He'll be happy to know. Uh, no, yeah. that. How's the, how's the sty now with the flow? I, I know you, uh, you didn't have the flow last year in the O, but. Are you going to keep it going in the next year? Or is it just a, a COVID can't get a haircut thing? No, I may just keep it. I mean, we can't even, yeah, you can't even go out and get a haircut. So I may just keep it and just go on with it and see how I do. And uh, then just go from there. But I mean, it's, it looks pretty good right now with the, with the visor on. Not so good with the cage on. It's brutal, but yeah. um, with the visor, it looks pretty good. Daughter's yeah, no. in his, uh, he's in his room every day checking. He puts the helmet on, <laughs> checks in the mirror, just making yeah. sure it's good. <laughs> Protractor exactly. out measuring the angle of the visor tilt, making couple, sure it's perfect. A couple mirror selfies, maybe with the, with the Bucky <laughs> on. Let him know. Oh, a couple man. snapshots go out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, do you have any dream purchases you want to make after you sign out your first show deal? Uh, I I don't. Um, I just want to get a new car. That's probably it. I, I drive a Fiat right now, a red Fiat, so it fits two people. So I probably just want to. Uh, buy a new car but that's pretty much it you, you need a back seat eh yeah seriously it's brutal i can't even get the hockey gear in there yeah, yeah the hockey gear in the back seat sure um yeah. well the the reason i ask is our partners at gavin hockey well specialists believe that your goals matter after hundreds of early morning practices and countless hours on the ice or in the gym you truly earned your success and you deserve to enjoy it for over 20 years, the team at Gavin has assisted professional hockey players with setting goals and more importantly, providing them with a game plan to achieve them. Whether it's a house, a car with a back seat, a cottage, or even supporting your family, it's all within reach when you partner with a pro and you can check them out at gavingroup.ca. I'll hop in with some fan questions now because uh, the overwhelming amount and Ras can't handle them. So I can't read. What, what part of your game do you think you need to improve on before making the step to the next level? Uh, I think the 200 foot game, I think that, uh, D zone needs to get, uh, get much better. I think my offensive game is pretty good, but, uh, my D zone needs to get up and involve, evolve that to a 200 foot game. Going back to the U18s again, another question. Somebody asked, uh, how was it playing with Connor Bedard? Obviously one of the best talents, um, coming through in a generation, but like he, he kind of looks almost as good as Shane or maybe even better down the, down the road, but what are your thoughts on playing with him? 
Yeah, no, he was, uh, Bedsy's a good character guy. He's pretty funny. I mean, he's only 15 years old, which is pretty unbelievable, but he scored some highlight reel goals out there. He can make some highlight reel plays. If you still can't believe he did the, uh, tried to do the Michigan there against Sweden, I think it was, or, or the Czech Republic. It was unbelievable. And uh, he's a good guy. We call him a little fat, fat kid because he's got a little trunk on him, but, um, he's also a good guy though, and he's pretty funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I saw Clarky calling him Chubster too. So you boys were <laughs> giving it to him a bit about that. Oh yeah, just we found the little fat kid whenever we saw him. <laughs> That's good. That's good stuff. Um, how was your experience at the Brick Tournament? Oh, that was uh, it's a long time ago. It was pretty good. Uh, we had a really good team, uh, some good guys on there. A couple draft eligible guys coming up here now, and um, lots of fun. We did a three peak there, so um yeah it was really good all right and a live question that just came in actually um and this is a guy he goes he texted me actually he goes what did pigeon offman have to say and uh i just laughed i go it's a live we're live right now what what do you want to say to him and uh he he asks about your sugar eating habits and your love for milkshakes and this one is courtesy of jake durham oh they're of cat oh um i have no clue what he's talking about about the the sugar eating uh mccourt and i do love ourselves a good milkshake here and there but um i don't know i don't know what cat's talking about the uh the sugar problem there i, don't, I have no idea and the dirt cat's always spewing stuff up too i mean that that guy was part of the reason that the flint uh seg was such a heated rivalry just because dirt cat was running his mouth to every person he could find he was getting abused himself out there but he's a good guy um who was your uh, hockey idol growing up uh well i think my hockey idol and guy i love watching is obviously Sidney crosby just you know just a good player and knows how to play the game and uh he's pretty decent at hockey too so i think that uh, he was a good guy to look up to and a good guy to watch over the years yeah not the worst hockey player ever and um our last one here uh connor donaldson asks why does your dad make us do the one minute drill oh the one minute drill that was invented back when i was playing with the marlies with the o2s there and richard pyre was our coach and um he would put us on the goal line and just go hard as we can six lengths of the ice in under a minute and it's just basically for for conditioning and um so it's like down back down back down back and you have to do that under a minute if not then you got to do it again so we were doing that when we were like 12 years old so we none of us made it but mm-hmm. uh yeah that's just the reason the reason why we do it just for conditioning yeah just a battle out there but that pretty much yeah. does it does it for questions and all that we had jotted down rask you got anything more to add here i just got one quick question that came to mind since you mentioned your dad there but was your dad your coach growing up being like a good hockey player himself did he coach you no, my dad never coached me. I think he coached me in like like house league for like a year or two, but I was never coached uh, by him in rep hockey. Okay, was he playing pro while you were still growing up, or was he done? No, he finished when when I was born in Switzerland. Okay, cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, just want to say before we kind of wrap it up. I mean, I already texted you about it, but we're gonna send you an Axel watch. Got mine here. They're always looking good. You'll be looking good. So. Yeah, Axel watches axelwatch.com for the listeners. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate you coming on. We both appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I know we'll be keeping an eye on the NHL draft and maybe we'll have you on after the draft too. And we, we talk about it. Maybe you guys will be, you and cards can play in Seattle together. That's kind of the plan. Yeah. We, are, we already got that one mapped out. So yeah, that, that'd be cool. And yeah, no, thanks Otter for coming on. Appreciate it. And yeah, we'll definitely, uh, 
catch up here after the draft and best of luck uh, going into the draft here soon. Yeah, no, thanks guys. I uh, appreciate you guys reaching out and doing this. I want to thank Brendan Offman for that. That was a funny one. Uh, good guy, man. He, he was funny. So what do you think of that? Yeah, no, he, he's a good kid. I've known him for a while um, growing up in the same area and a little bit of bad blood as everyone heard about to, to start the hockey season uh, in his first year, kind of giving it to him. Uh, Actually, yeah, I want to jump in. So for the listeners, because this was before the recording started, but so I texted Othman saying that Cardsy, I said that you hate him and I texted Cardsy that Othman hates you. So Oth comes on the, he comes on the call and he's like, Cardsy, I don't hate you, by the way. Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a good kid. And I, that's what uh, I referenced before, too. When we gave each other a little stick tap, I was like, it's all fun and games. So we're not going not gonna to hurt each other. Uh, it was funny, little... though, because I didn't know you guys had that battle. I was just trying to stir the pot and make it funny by saying you guys hated each other. But then you actually might have had a reason to. So I think because he was like upset he was texting me like no like no i don't hate him and i was like yeah he knows i'm just joking type of thing but it was funny i was just trying to stir the pod there's actually a reason that it could be true so that was pretty jokes yeah that, that was a funny uh <laughs> funny text when i got that on i was laughing i knew exactly why that might have been a thing but uh no all uh cooler heads prevailed at the end of that game and uh it was all good moving forward to the rest of the year but uh yeah what do you got uh going on for the rest of the week cards well some big news by the Ontario government. So it's Monday today. And they said on Tuesday, 18 plus are going to be opened up to uh, get vaccines. So I'm super excited about that. Um, We'll see. Uh, We'll know next week when I'm vaccinated, how I'm feeling and I'll be on the same level as you and uh, hopefully be feeling good. So my goal is to get myself uh, this shot before, before the long weekend and, uh, and then uh, enjoy, enjoy the long weekend in the sun. The one thing is like, yeah, they open it up. Everyone's eligible, but I don't know how many vaccines they have. I know I was eligible like a month before I even got mine, but I couldn't book an appointment. And I know there's, there's a lot more vaccines now, but that might yeah, be there's a there's a huge dose. I think like 4.5 million doses coming to Canada. To be honest with you, and I think Ontario is getting two million. So I think I think we're looking good on that front. Honestly, um, one thing I'm super excited about, and I know we were we had some good hockey talk today. Um, what do you think? Yeah, no, as we were saying, like, we, we don't do the hockey talk too much, and maybe we should. So, I mean, with the playoffs now, I think we'll be getting into it a little more. Maybe as things get spicier, we'll maybe get some debates in here, cards between us. But um, especially if maybe we see a Toronto-Pittsburgh later on. So Yeah, um, we met. So, Definitely. And yeah, but no, I, it was good. It was fun to actually talk hockey kind of for once. <laughs> yeah, we normally just have the interview and some funny stories. But, uh, no, we, we are knowledgeable. We do know a little bit about hockey for the people who are calling us out on TikTok and Instagram. So, um, uh, but other than that, man, I'm super excited. Hopefully I can get my vaccine and be able to kick back, watch the NHL playoffs, which is sure to be a dandy and the PGA championship, which is also this week. Um, I know we talked about the masters in a little bit of depth and you're getting into golf a little bit and you may have a favorite player now. So uh, do you mind to elaborate on your pick for this week's PGA championship? Yeah, it's pretty much a no brainer that Will Zalatoris is going to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I love him, man. He's funny. He seems like a great dude too. I actually listened to a, an interview with him on the four play pod, you know, that podcast. Yeah. I, he was on there and I listened to it. So I actually like him. I'm, I'm learning about him and his personality. He seems like a great dude. So not only is he a great golfer, but I actually like him and uh, yeah, he's my favorite. So therefore he's going to win. 
Okay, so I guess my pick doesn't really matter because Zalator is already winning. Um, but my thought, uh, I'm going to go with Shoffley. Uh, I picked him as a sleeper in the Masters. Yeah, he was great was there. Pick. Shoffley's always a good player. Um, I'm not counting out Spieth, too. He's been trending in the right direction ever since uh, ever since he won in weeks before that. So just pulling for Spieth, obviously. But, uh, no, I think uh, Shoffley's my pick for this week. But uh, other than that, I think... Well, I do want to say while we're on the golf topic before we wrap it up, we are still planning on doing these, whatever we're going to call them, golf videos um, with guys like Perfetti, Byfield. I know we, Tyler Tucker and Ethan Kepp, and I think want to do one with us. So we're going to get some golf content when it's open, if it's open. Who knows, man? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's something I'm really looking forward to, especially even just getting back on the course. But yeah, stay tuned I'm- for those. That's going to be sick. I- I can't wait. Uh, you're going to have to buy me some Volterran or something because I know you'll be on my back that whole round. But um, no, man, I th- I, that'll be fun. I can't well, wait. You know what? Up. I mean, we can talk about it on here while we're, while we're live. Um, I was thinking the way we should do it is alternate shot. You know, instead of like best ball type of thing, because then you're going to play every shot. I might not even like my shot won't even matter all game. You know how alternate shot works, right? No. So it's like, Let's Rask, say we're on the first Rask, hole. Rask, I've played competitive golf since I was 12. Oh. I know what all well, you look shot like is. out there, bro. Um, <laughs> but don't you think that that'd be good? Cause then I actually like my shot actually matters. Otherwise it's yeah. literally going to be you playing against them type of thing. Yeah. That, that would be uh good or it, we can either do alternate shot or play with handicaps and then you play your ball out. I play my ball. Yeah. Say you get a Say you get a stroke on a hole, you make a five. It counts as a four for our team. Mm. So Either way, we'll figure it out. It'll be a lot of fun. It may be a dandy, like I said before. It'll be a dandy out there, <laughs> a good battle. But uh, with that being said, um, that wraps up our episode for this week. I'm going to put Raskin on the spot and give no. him my outro for no. the week. What do you have, Rask? All right, I'll try to do my cards impression. But yeah, you know, we're going to keep putting out good content for you guys as long as you guys keep listening and supporting us. You know, we love all you guys, and uh, we're going to come back to you next week with a good one. So stay safe, everybody. Have a good week. See you later.